thank everyone for joining the Superior Power in Black America show. And Kenneth, John, this. Hey, how you doing? I'm all right. Oh, hold on for a second. All right. Hold on for a second. Hold on for a second. <laughs> we got confused, Ken. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, this is my show. Uh, yeah. Uh, I thought- <laughs> uh, good evening, Black Up America. How's everyone? My name is Kenneth Jones. Uh, I just want to take care of a couple of things before we get into the show. And um, first of all, my name is Kenneth Jones, host of Black Urban America, sponsored by Queen Mother for Real Media. On Thursdays, we had Monique and Dow Freeman with Superior Power in Black America. They explore uh, 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 economic uh economic situations in the black community. Uh, uh, they explore economic um, solutions in the black community. Economics. Let me do this. They explore economic uh, 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 solutions in the black community. Also, on Saturday night, we have uh, Carl Sneed with Provocative Thought. Uh, he discusses social behavior in the black community. On Sunday, we had Sister Sagoma. Uh, uh, she uh, looked at the black situation, a situation of the black community from a European uh, perspective. Online, we have uh, 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 the host of Superior Power. Oh, first of all, this is Black Urban America First Round Table. We're going to be Yay! discussing the yeah we're going to be discussing the recent shootings, and uh, I have a couple of my past guests that will be on the line. Uh, Sister Elizabeth Fatima, uh, uh, Sister Fatima, how are you? Are you there? I'm well, sir. And can I ask you if you will call me Fatima? That would be great. <laughs> I'm Fatima? fine, though. Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, can I can hear you. Hear you. And who else? Yes, I can hear you. And who else do we have on the line uh, from the 347 area code? Uh, the, okay, that's not me. Oh, uh, uh, that's not you. Yes, I'm going to the next uh, uh, guest I have on for 347-661. Hello. 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 How you doing? All right. Who's this? This is Langston. Hey, Langston, how you doing? Hey, Langston, right, remember Dallas? Dallas on the line? Uh, okay. Yes, how you doing? All right. All right. Uh, also, yeah, I can hear everyone. Okay. Also, we have one more from 917. 825. That's 825. Who's 917? 825. Hello? Oh, it's Renault. I don't. Oh. Okay. Now, uh, everyone, this is uh, our first round table. I know I contacted everyone this morning to see can we pull this off. First of all, I want to thank everyone for taking time out of, the, out of their schedule. But the media been hot today. Last night, last mm. night, I was watching TV, and all of a sudden, breaking news, Dallas shooting, 12 cops get shot, five are dead, 
four in the hospital. Uh, they had this one young brother in a vest. They thought he was a suspect. And then by 2 o'clock in the morning, they just took somebody that was trying to plant a bomb. Now, I just yeah. want to ask everybody, you know, uh, first of all, first of all, what do you think about these shootings? Now, hold up. First of all, I know going to be disagreements. It's going to be debates. But everyone respect everyone's views. Okay? okay so- this is just a discussion to explore what are we about to face. I got my own opinion about what we're about to face. But let's go ahead. Let's start, let's start uh, with Daryl. What, what you think? Um, what you think about this? If you're from Texas, this happened in your own in your home state, Daryl. And, and last night, you was kind of supporting violence, man. And check this out. You didn't tell that boy to go be shooting those cops. Do you agree with the shootings? Okay. Well, can I? Say, okay. Go ahead. Okay. So this is Daryl Freeman with the Superior Power in Black America. I also have my wife with me, Monique. She is my co-host. Thank you, Ken, for allowing us to be on with you to at least uh, give our opinion. I think it's a sad day in this country when black people have to go to their arms to protect themselves from law enforcement. I think that that pits us in a a very precarious situation because uh, it is fear that is driving this. And so the fear that this would happen has actually happened. So it, it is what people fear is what is driving this whole thing, and it has already happened. So it is a sad day. My wife would like to speak, though. Okay, so, so Ken, just a couple of things to touch on about uh, what happened. Uh, so many things happened last night real, really quickly. They started out with the Hughes brothers. Um, they had um, started out by saying that, that one of the Hughes brothers, he's a black young man, had actually committed the crime, committed the shooting when indeed he had not. Social media saved his life. And so what ended up happening was someone that was with him ended up showing the tape, and I have it on my Facebook page. You can take a look at it. They showed the tape, and Mm -hmm. as you get to the end of the tape, you will see the Hughes brother giving the police officer his gun because we're an open carry state, and then getting his card and then also writing down his name and phone number because he didn't want any trouble. But before then, he was walking through the streets. He had on a cami shirt, and they flashed him all over yeah, why the media. Yeah, why would come to a rally with an AR-15? But, but let me finish. You so, know. so the second thing, the second thing now that happened was... Now, don't stop that. Let Monique finish. Right. Yeah, Monique. So, that's the, cool, real quick, though. The second thing that happened was, after, after they did that, you know, they were going on and on, and then we found out this morning that uh, what happened was the police department in Dallas actually set that bomb. They Because they could not get the guy to come out, they were trying to negotiate with him, and they a robot in, had a, had a detonator or had a bomb on it, not a detonator, but a bomb on it. And and that's what happened. They killed him. They killed that, they killed Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson or Michael Jackson, Michael John, M-I-C-A-H, Michael Johnson was the black man that was actually the shooter, and he was an, uh, an Army reservist. So he was already trained to kill. You know, the United States had already prepared him to kill people. He was a trained killer. So th- so they had already done that. Um, but that's, that's a whole other thing. And he said he didn't like black, uh, black, well, he said that he didn't care anything about Black Lives Matter. He didn't like white people or white police officers. So that's the next thing. 
final thing, and I'm done. Is uh, the final thing, and I'm done. Is uh, just my what opinion. What you mean, I hope you're staying. Monique, I hope you're staying. Huh? Yes, yes. Monique, I, I hope am. you're staying. I'll, 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 oh, I hope staying. you're not done. Okay, but the final, the final, the final thing I just want to say one last thing here because I want everybody else to talk. I don't want to take anybody's time. Is you know we need to stand up. This black man was not right. However, we did not create this. Remember the root. The trigger happy officers did this with absolutely no remorse, no convictions, and we are not animals. Don't lose focus. You don't take life for life. Economics is the root of American evil from the beginning of American history. When the people that were here first, uh, the Native Americans, the lineage of the Native Americans was taken away from them to the theft of our mineral rights in Africa and to finally the $1.1 trillion that we give to them daily when we support their businesses. So this is just a distraction. We have to remember, yes, there are a lot of things that are come, that are to come, but this is a distraction. And by the way, has anybody heard from dumb Donald Trump? Because this happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah right I up- heard from a Langston. Hey Langston, uh, how you feel yeah. about the shootings last uh, last night? Uh, first of all, I just want to just say the heartfelt condolences goes out to the family and their friends. It's not the way to go. Our eyes not going to make the situation better. It's going to make everyone blind at the end of the day. But you have to realize America itself was built on a lot of this anger. Itself was built on violence, and America has never been able to be disagree without being violently disagreeable from the very inception of even the birth of it being from Great Britain, the American Revolution, everything from that nature. And this is everything that's coming back towards that a combination of everything. And you keep doing this ostrich mentality, which I always call it, you're putting your head underneath the ground, acting like you're not seeing what's there. This racism, this economic racism is a cancer. And you don't acknowledge it. You keep burying it, thinking it's not going to show itself later on. It's just going to show itself, but it's going to spread throughout the whole body of America. And that's what you're seeing right now. Mm-hmm. How about you? How do you feel about that, Sister Elizabeth Fatima? Um, brother, can you just call me Fatima? Yeah. All right, Fatima. All right. Yes, sir. Please. Thank you so much. I, I, I'm, I'm honored to be on your show tonight. Um, I just want to say in the name of uh, Master Farad Muhammad, Almighty God Allah, who appeared here, who raised up our leader and teacher, who is not among us anymore, uh, the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and to the spiritual son who is the leader of the law foundation of Islam today, Silas Muhammad. I greet you, peep, I greet you, sisters and brothers, and the greeting words of peace. I say, alaikum. And again, I want to thank you for having me tonight on this panel. I'm honored to be in the company of my sisters and brothers. I also have a minister, Omar Hassan, on the line with me. And uh, I can just articulate, and maybe he want to say some words as well, too. Uh, I was very saddened by all the stuff that took place. Uh, It was terribly, it broke my heart to see that young man crying, uh, about his father, uh, Brother Sterling's son, um, when he when he started to cry, that you know kind of shook me there. You know, as a mother, you can't help but feel something. Um, and then you know to know that there was something else, you know, twelve hours later is just 
it's just the culmination of what we already know is to occur. And this is actually people throwing a rock and hiding their hand because they want to act like that, yeah, well, to cover this thing up now, you see them talking about now the officers that got shot. And, you know, it's kind of clouding things now with the murders of uh, these two young men. Uh, so I, I'm very hurt and saddened by it, most of all, to know that uh, we have been fighting for our people for a long time to come together, no matter what nationality, religion, and all of that. It's time for us to make a decision with all the things that's happening. Omar, did you want to say anything? Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to make a comment. Greetings to my brothers and sisters. Um, I just wanted to make a comment about what's what's going on, and this is a a sign of the times that we're living in. Um, I don't think that we black folk right now are really thinking about uh, the the time that we're living in. The Elijah Muhammad foretold that blood would flow up to the horses' bridles, that there would be a race war in America. And the white people are arming themselves and preparing for race war. When you openly kill and murder black men in the streets, you can't help but to, to, to realize that they are going to retaliate. This is a different black man today than it was 50 years ago. There's no fear in our youth. They're misguided. They have no direction. They don't know where to turn, and they're just retaliating uh, based on brutality. And uh, we who know the sign of the times must lead our people out of the destruction of America. This problem, unfortunately, will not be resolved. The race problem in America, unfortunately, brothers and sisters, is not going to be resolved. The only solution to the problem of racism in America is for black people to have something that they can call their own, to get a land and a government that they can call their own and police their own communities, establish their own economies, build their own world. Outside of that, we're going to see more bloodshed in the street, unfortunately, but that's just a harsh reality. We go to church, we go to the mosque, and we talk about the Bible and the Quran, how it talks about the end of times, when brother would be against brother, sister against sister. This is a white man against the black man. You know what I mean? It's not going to change. All right, I have one more guest. Who's the last one that didn't speak? Uh, who didn't speak? Oh, um, Renal from Queens. Thank you. Uh, Renal. Roger? Yes, or sir. Renal? Just Renal, Roger, sir. Roger, right? Or it's Renal. no Renal, sir. Yes. Yes, sir. Okay. Now you know, it's just, a tragic, it's just a tragic thing. You know, it's very saddened. And like the sister said before, you know, it's taken away what happened with the two shootings that happened in Baton Rouge and also the shooting that happened out in Minnesota. But my heart goes out to the family for the cops and the family for the shooters, too. I just want to I would just come here for the panel to see what kind of solution that we can do together to make us a better place 
for us and our children and our family, sir. You know what? I I I, I agree with some of y'all. First of all, uh, let me introduce. I'm Kenny Jones, the host. Uh, I, I I agree with some of y'all, but it's inevitable. As long as the United States has these policies, as long as uh, as long as the United States has the economic and social policies, I mean, how much you think? A race could take. Now, I don't condone the shooting. Don't get me wrong. But this ain't our first go around. This ain't our first. I mean, I was a little boy when the first race riots had, uh, 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 began. And you, know, and you know what happened. It got sold out and what have you. But, you know, how much can we take? I, I mean, how much these young folks going to take? You know, they, they're energetic. These millenniums are energetic. They're, they're educated, they're intellectuals, they're smart. Uh, I mean, how much and are we going to take from this? And that's why you have to be even right more there. smart. No, I'm saying that's why you have to be even more intelligent about how we're going about this. This is not 1965, even though it feels like it is. Yes, the way you're absolutely it, right. It's, it's been, this yeah, country has been built on the back. <laughs> it's been built on the backbone of different minorities who have built this country. And the future of the country can be so much more than what it is right now. It's not just the system that's broken. It's the people that we're putting in place in the system that's broken. America is not just America itself. It's built around people. And the same 1% of the people is controlling everything. That's the problem. You need to break the system down locally, economically, educationally, and put the right people in that's going to help the situation. I'm not saying the American can be so much more than what it is right now. And I think you're looking at it because of these incidents that keep happening and saying that's the way to go. I'm not for the separation thing of that nature. I feel like America is much greater as a whole than it is as separate parts. And if you go down that road, you're doing right into what some people want. That's not the road we need to go at this point. We need to strengthen each other and strengthen ourselves individually first, and then that can make the whole better, and you won't have so much of the isolated incidents. That's what they want. They want a whole breakout race. Well, we're only 13% of the population within this country. It's not going to be a good thing for us. It's not the bloodshed I want to see from people that I love, people I love as a whole, as a human race, everything race. But you have to take care of home and make sure these same things doesn't happen over and over again. So stop putting the same people back in place for it can keep happening over and over again. Uh, that's absolutely all, right. Uh, we, have, uh, we, have, uh, uh, we have Carlton. Carlton, how you doing? How you doing, Kenny? Yeah, how you doing? Colin, uh, um, everyone, this is Colin Sneed, host of Provocative Thought. Uh, uh, the question was, what do you, uh, how do you feel what happened last night in the Dallas shooting? What's your perspective on that? That's where we are right now. What's your perspective on that? The Dallas shooting, okay, we got three people, maybe four involved in uh, shooting up police officers after the uh, murdering of two civilians by police officers, white police officers, right? So right. according to some of the information I heard or read, is the, um, they chose to take justice in their own hands. They say here's 50 guys that might get off 
I had a conversation with somebody and said something to the fact that the police officers probably get off because they're trained to, if they feel threatened, to shoot to kill. And I, I, that's what I've heard. Is that true? And I hope that's not. Uh, uh, I hope that's a misunderstanding or a misquote from what somebody might have been saying. Um, when you've been brutalized over forty years, murdered and shot in the street, hung. You have that history. And I, I think one of the guys was a, a vet also. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming these guys are just a legitimate thing, and this guy took it upon himself to uh, punish the police department. It's, it's, I just found it strange that it happened in Texas myself, you know, and that because the others, not, it's, nobody attacked these officers that actually killed these people. He just shot some innocent guy, somebody's mom, somebody's dad, somebody's brother, and things like that. But the point, uh, his point was, I'm going to kill some of you. you. You've been killing us for years, and now I'm going to kill some of you so you can get to uh, see what it's like. And so I think they got a taste of police officers have been getting killed before, what's that, last night or two days ago? This is nothing new. Police officers have been being killed in the line of duty. Problem here is we have some police officers who are just as brutal as some of the people in the street are. And you have a guy, you have a police officer who's either afraid of the community he's serving or he's afraid, period. And that's a, that's a, those kind of guys you don't need with that kind of power. If you're afraid and you have a, a power of life and death on you. You should not be in charge of anything. That's equivalent to I get a pistol, however, I go outside, I'm scared of these guys on the, on the corners. I'm scared of everybody, so if I feel threatened by them, I shoot one of them. So, you know, and I don't have the same means of covering it up as a police officer might because he might have the, the ability to say, well, I perceived that there was a crime being committed. I got a call. I was called to the scene. So forth like that, but I saw the uh, video on the killing of the brother they killed in the parking lot, and that was a that was I don't know what to say about that. I mean, that was it was like it's incredible that they, that they even you know shot this. It was cold blooded murder. That's what it was. I just wanted to ask. I just wanted to ask. I just want to ask everybody. You know, like, what should we do at this point? Like, I have my own recommendations. But, uh, uh, I mean, like, I know somebody said we should separate. It gotta be no, no, I got a solution. Separate. I got a suggestion, Ken. What we need yeah, to do is we need to come together and build with our economics. If black folks took out... $1.1 trillion of spending out of the economy, we will immediately get some recognition and some respect. Until we begin to control our own economics, then we will continue to be the slaves uh, building wealth for the slave masters. Now, we're doing it willfully, and we're doing it because it's systemic, but we do have a choice. We don't have to spend our money or all of our money 
and not look out for our own communities. Because we don't look out for ourselves, we are unrepresented. And so what we need to do is we need to have a financial institution that is geared to, to redirect some of our spending back to our own communities to build jobs, to give us loans, to create uh, schools, to educate our young. Until we stop begging for food stamps and stop begging for what we rightfully already own, then we will be uh, misused and uh, looked at as the weaker as the weaker community. But we're not. We are only 13% of America. However, we generate $1.1 trillion in spending every year. And so how come we can't have top-notch attorneys to represent us when we're uh, being brutalized by the police? Well, the only reason why we can't right now is because we don't have the mechanism. So if we start thinking about uniting with our resources and building, and, uh, building our economic uh, stability, then we can be represented like everybody else. Anybody else want to comment? Everybody could jump in. Go ahead. Jump in. I would like to comment on that if I can. This is Fatima from Houston. Yes, I want to say that uh, we have history now to show that 400 years we've spent living with these people and have tried to live with them in peace. We are not the aggressors of a lot of these things that are happening and occurring to us. It's a lot of vices out there that what they call happens in the black community as black-on-black crime. The drugs that got dropped in our community a while back, you know, crack, cocaine, which really took us completely out of our mind till we couldn't even function. Uh, this, and, 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 and we don't supply this on the grand scale. It was put in our community. It was purposely put there. They have been studying us. They know us. They know what we're going to do. They know how we'll respond to things. They are prepared to do whatever it is to make sure that we don't even go for ourselves because they realize if we go for ourselves, what's that going to mean for them? Now, uh, like my brother said earlier about separation, I know our black people are so emotional about separation when it comes to the white man. But if there was another brother who came and did harm to you, and you always had an encounter with this brother that was negative all the time, you tried to get along with him, but for some reason you could not get along with him at all, I think you would want to perhaps separate from that person uh, on the other side of town or what have you. Now, we can see clearly what we need to do when it comes to each other. But when it comes to this white man, we are in love with him, but it's inevitable, and we can see it. And then it's even been written about that 400 years will be spent in bondage to people in, in a strange land that's not theirs. That's us, people. It's time for us to cut our unbiblical card. This, the, the government of the United States can no longer hold us. They have proven that. This is why they're trying to figure out what to do. And I'm pretty sure you guys seem very astute. You've heard about all the caskets and everything that they prepared for us. What, are we just waiting for them to just put us in it? And we want to bring our families in it as well? 
I'll say you that, to you Stephen know. Paulson? I'm sorry? Were the FEMA camps? Yeah. Paul? Yeah. Uh, they're not Stop setting up these FEMA camps and everything for nothing. They don't have the UN coming in with these uh, big tanks for nothing. All of these things are by design. And we have to be smarter for our children. Our children are not going to go up. They're already closing our schools. What more is it going to take for us to see that this man, they have no love for us. They've shown that for 400 years. And it's still going on. People wonder why it's still going on. That's just how it is. Yes, some people you can live with and some people you can't. And we have to know that we can't live in peace and harmony with them. Mm, that's interesting because we're not living in peace and harmony with each other. We mm. we have self hate is running rampant in our in our community mm-hmm. among us in the world. But, but where did you get that from, brother, about the self hate? Because I think a lot of that is being played on us and put in our minds about the self hate. And everything no. we see is no. there's a lot of things that a lot of things. Oh, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. No, 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 we no. No, we, no it's, it's not, nobody has to tell me that because you kind of live some of that, you know. We have, we are quick to hurt each other. We're very quick to do things to each other. Historically, we and, and we will not touch. Uh, and I'm not advocating of um, violence towards or Caucasians and anything like that. But we are very quick to harm each other, harming each other. We, I'm not. I mean, by the time I was, I don't know. 18, I don't know how many funerals I went to do. Friends of mine murdered. So, you know, we practice. We have some of us, some of us, not all of us, uh, we practice. We live in this culture uh, where we basically are aggressive toward each other. The culture that we have, you know, we, you see it, um, you see the Crips uh, in the Bloods, calling themselves a gang. That's a criminal enterprise. It's not a gang. You know, in Philadelphia, they had the street gangs, the youth gangs. I mean, where you had like a, uh, I don't know how many guys were being murdered every year. Every year they had a, I don't know how many, 50, 80, I don't know how many, but a bunch of people being murdered every year. And they were kids from 15 to 18 years old. You're talking murdered. about a 0.1% of us? What would you say? Out of most of us, uh, um, God-fearing people, who love one another, who love people, period. Most of us do. I'm saying that we have been taught to hate one another, brother. I don't hate you. You know, I love my brothers and sisters, and I'm sure that a lot of people that's on this phone right now can say the same thing. If you poll the majority of black people, they have no reason to hate one another. But it's a climate that tells you right now you should do that because right now they're they playing up the, the that Evidently, these brothers were wrong in what they did. And most of the time when you see instances when police officers are involved in a shooting, they want to make you think this person is wrong. See, uh, you didn't see it right, that they, they had to be doing something wrong. And it's oh. a clown that is being put in our heads that this is what is occurring. All right. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Hey, Monique, so- jump in. How do you feel about that, Monique? How do you feel about that? Monique, Monique, stepped away for a second, Ken. Okay, well, go ahead, Dad. We'll represent your wife. Monique, we need Monique. We need Monique. Feminine Yeah, stuff. she's the only woman voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're the only woman oh. voice. You represent the sisters. 
Go ahead, Dale. How you feel about what you I definitely, I definitely agree with both. Uh, we are we are committing genocide on ourselves, but that is the result of what we have been taught and what we have been fed. Understand something? It is not a it's 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 not a mistake for our schools to be closed and more jails to be built in our society in our neighborhoods. That's not a mistake. That's a plan. It's not a it's not a mistake for us to hate each other. Every time you see something on the TV about black folks is something negative. Every time you see something about white folks, they're walking on some clouds or something. That's that's that is what is being inundated into our minds as information for us to feed on. And whether you know it or not, your subconscious is always dealing with that when you're not even when you're not even woke. And so that is our hate. Our hate is our misinformation. Now, if we uh, begin to re-educate ourselves, if we start remembering that, you know, the gangbangers that we call gangbangers, those are our warriors. If you look at the black history starting in Africa, we were mighty warriors. Well, these young so-called gangbangers who won't take all that mess from nobody, those are warriors uh, based on bloodline. Okay, they are misguided. All they need is to be guided, and then they need we need them to protect our our women and our children and ourselves. So we shouldn't hate on each other about that, and we shouldn't ridicule each other so much about that. We need to re-educate ourselves about who we are and who we've been for over four hundred and from the beginning of time. You know, I just want I, I want to ask a question to the panel, and. Uh, you know, uh, in American history, you know, in world history, you know, we talk about taking our freedom, getting our freedom, fighting for our freedom. In world history, you know, there never been a group of people that were fighting for their freedom without bloodshed, without some type of violence. So you think, do that theory pertain to us do you think we need to have this confrontation, this physical confrontation, uh, uh, I guess, with law enforcement, military, eventually, in order to get our freedom? Because there are young folks around this country are ready to go. And I hope they don't. I hope they don't. Because with the, with the, uh, with the atmosphere of terrorism, they'll be labeled a terrorist and be taken to a place they'll never see society again. But how are we going to get our freedom? Because we're not free. But, uh, well, anyone disagree with me to say that uh, we're I free? Wanna, I wanted to step in for uh, a little bit. Uh, I wanted to say a few things. Uh, just more, just to, I'm hearing everyone's point of view. I understand where they're coming from, I believe. And some things I'm, I concur with, some things I don't concur with. But I feel like the mentality, I feel like we're free in a physical standpoint to a certain extent, but mentally on both sides, not just, I think we're not just coming down to the race side. It's looking at everything as a conglomerate. This is not just a black and white issue at this point. This is a have and have not issue that's affecting the same people repeatedly and uses affecting black people first. There's an order to these things of how things are usually brought down. And our mentality has to change on both sides 
in order for things to change. Even just when people say Black Lives Matter, it amazes me that people get so upset with that term. It's like if you say breast cancer matters, no one smacks the pink ribbon out your hand, you know, but if you want to smack something and say you're, you're going against that. They're not saying that everything doesn't matter. We're saying right now this is what's on the forefront. We're seeing this every day. We're seeing this. You're making black people die and basically making a snuff film every day. That's got to stop. And they're saying this is what's happening. You need to acknowledge it on both sides, and then you can move forward. That's a human thing, realizing look at this as another man first before you even look at anything else. And then put everything in content and see why things are being divided and conquered. That's the oldest game in the book. They've been playing that from day one. Hey, Kim, may I, may I make a comment? This is Monique. Go ahead. Jump right in. Hey. Go ahead. Jump right in. You know, I, I was I was away for a second, and I, I had a thought, and I so agree with with the gentleman that just finished speaking. Um, That's Langston. Hi, Langston. How you Langston, doing, Langston, my, my grandmother and my great-grandmother, they, they all grew up here in Texas, and my great-grandmother was a white woman. Mm-hmm. And my great-grandmother loved her black child. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother loved her chocolate granddaughter with sparkling eyes. Yes. And I, I remember the fact that she told me that when she was a little girl, she could go to the train with her dad to see her grandparents because nobody knew she was black, that she was mixed, because her dad... And her mom, her her dad was a was was a master son, and her mom was a slave. Yes. Okay, but but she had blue eyes and blonde hair. She didn't look black at all. And so I remember being a little girl in Markham. We had to take her with us to Chicago, and she was standing on the porch. It was a beautiful summer day, and she was standing on the porch, and I was jumping rope on the sidewalk. And these little boys in my neighborhood walked past, and they had rocks, and they had planned this ambush. And they started throwing rocks at my great-grandmother, and they were saying, go away, white lady, go away. Go away, white lady, go away. And that broke my heart. It killed me, and I wanted to hurt each and every one of them. And at that point, I had something inside of me that felt like I could never, ever, ever like a black person. But my grandmother quickly changed that because, again, my great-grandmother was a W.E.B. Du Bois scholar. My great-grandmother was a lover of African-American history. My great-grandmother found every way because she was a library to make sure that we were educated on our heritage. So not all white people are like that. Not 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 all of them are like that. I look at my baby. I look at my mama. I'm the, the darkest person in my family. They're all very fair-skinned. But I look at them, and I love them very much, and I love her very much, too. So it's very important to understand, like you said, we're human. And nobody... Hardly anybody. There might be some, but hardly anybody here in the United States of America is a pure African unless they are, you know, straight. You know, they're they're from Africa. There's been no mixture. But the majority of us have some type of blood. We 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 all. (laughs) I'm pure African. I'm not owning up to any European in my DNA. That's what you say, y'all. And I'm pure African. No, no, he's, he's not. You know what? Don't let him fool you. He's not pure African either. He's he's uh he's East Indies, West, West Indies. Indies. I'm sorry, he's West Indies. But I'm 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 one of them. Is that important to be pure African? No, it's not. It's not at all. Well, it is. We all no, originate from the oh, same place. It's you know what? I know my culture. You know your history. I, I know my history. I'm very I'm I'm, I'm in depth with it. You know. 
Yeah, it is. You know, um, today uh, on CNN, I was with, oh, Brother Omar, right? Where, where's your friend at? Uh, where, where's your friend at, uh, Fatima? Yes, I'm waiting for him to speak up as well. But, uh, Minister yeah, Omar, Oh, yes, yeah, so how you I feel about what we just comment. talking about, brother? Yes, Hello? sir. I want to make a comment. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, I can hear you. Yes. Yes, sir. Okay. I want to make a comment because I've heard a couple of things I found disturbing. One brother commented that you know black folk are committing genocide against themselves. I beg to differ. You know, when you define genocide, this is a nation acting against another nation of people, a people acting against another people. Now, the comment that Sister just made uh, about, and the brother prior to her, about this is not a black and white thing, I think we're losing losing, uh, uh, face of reality. This is a black and white thing. This is a black nation thing. This is not an individual thing. We can't look at our own individual experiences and expect for those individual experiences to be uh, the right way to take it toward the nation of our people. We've lost our identity as a people. We are a nation of people that were brought over here during the transatlantic slave trade, and we've been forced to assimilate into another nation of people. We have lost our humanity and our identity. We must first regain our identity and reclaim our place back with our people. Let's play it out here. Do you think, does anyone think that America is going to change, That that the black man and the white man is going to actually exist in harmony in this country? No. Well, let's answer that. I don't think Go ahead. so. Everybody take this crack at that. Go ahead. I don't think I so. I mean, we, it's not going to happen. No. Because I our don't, nature is I don't think it's just a black. I think it's a humanity people. thing. Uh-huh. We have our own answering. Phone. Go ahead, like, no. no, just saying. Go ahead, like, I think we, I think we always going to have this conflict because I think it's always, at this point, it's always been unbalanced. You have the same issues that's continuing because the same people are always in power. I think right. even if you have, if it even was just all black people, I don't think you would still have, you would still have issues just like you have issues before. It's a human issue. It's an economic issue with different things. It's not just the color issue. I think you're looking at this, everything that's happened with the police killing, with the tragedy with Philando Castile, Elton Sterling, all the, this is not an isolated incident. This is different things that's happening at different times because the same thing is being pushed on top of one another. You can go from Amando Diallo, you can go back to Eric Gardner, and you just see the things continuing. This is just a, excuse yeah, this, me, a culmination this, of all these things. This is a history that goes back from Civil War time, it goes Civil Rights time. This is with the history of America. You know so what because the you keep having the same people, you're going to have these same issues because the same people are constantly putting back in power. Every time you make a change and somebody's trying to make something different, they end up dying or being killed, or you're not letting that person do the thing because the same people are controlling. If you're trying to help a certain people and people see this as the right way to go, it's always somebody else pushing the status quo. The hey, thing Lancey, didn't change with you know the- what? Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right, but let me just let me say one thing. You know mm-hmm. what the difference is, Lyson? 
Mm-hmm. But the difference is, is our children, these young boys and girls that are out in the street, and they, 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 you know, they out there protesting, and they don't know anything about anything. They know nothing about what happened prior to now. They All they know is what they see. That's on us, though. Right. And that, that's right, exactly, and that's what and that's what we have to teach them. I am a t- I'm a history mm-hmm. teacher, exactly. And, and I'm gonna tell you, learned, mm-hmm. we have to Even educate. Go back them. in school when I was going early in my elementary school, it was one paragraph on slavery. You heard slavery, Martin Luther King, Christopher Columbus. That was it. Yep. You, you didn't do. hear anything else of that. You heard everything else, Magellan, European stuff, and then you didn't have love for yourself. If you don't have love for yourself, how can you have love for your people? And it's going to expand from that way. All that is a combination of things. So you just reiterated what the brother asked you. Do you think it's going to change? And you said it's not going to change. I say I do feel it's going to change if you put the right people in there. Right now we're not controlling that. We don't have an economic base. Not just white or black thing. It's a human thing. Even if you have a black person there, doesn't mean that they're going to do the right thing for us. We've seen that time and time again. You put a little money in somebody's hand, they forget everything that they was aligned to. So it's not because they're black, they're going to help us out. We would have to work out all of that, too, uh, if we learn how to govern ourselves. Now, that's something that we have not done. We have not learned how to govern ourselves. We have been doing, we uh have been assimilating, like the brothers say, uh, underling in this United States government. But what if Uh we did all the things? Because we are the best of the best. And they know that. They know that when we come into it, we already have two black swimmers, don't we, dominating. We already have two black sisters in the, in the, in the uh, tennis world, don't we? We already have now where you have dominant NFL, um, what else, uh, the NBA. basketball, NBA. You, we dominate that. Whatever uh, we do. It's at hockey and well, hockey may yeah, not be. Yeah, we got about so. 10 brothers in hockey. How do you feel about Carlton? You be, you be quiet. Not, how do you feel yeah. about what's being said, Carlton? Well, hey, I'm here. You know, if I'm a Caucasian in power and I'm hearing all these, these black folks talking about black this, black dominance, black, right? I had my foot on your neck for 400 years and you talking about rising. Now I'm a baby. I got to watch out for you. Now you're a threat to me. So, I mean, I. We need that. We need to, on an individual level, raise the bar of, of integ- individual integrity. And that you know what? Family just... and we need to raise that bar. Let him talk. Let him finish. Let him finish. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. We need, to, we need to raise that bar of, of, of our, our moral and ethical or attitude and, and position in life. I heard somebody talking about um, take our position in life. I don't know exactly what they mean by that, but we need to raise the bar for ourselves. But here's the thing. All this black talk is going to make a white person who's in power, who's been trying to keep you down, think of more ways to keep you. You're going to have to eventually come to that point where, like Mr. Jones said, you're going to come to that struggle where it's not going to be just a, a struggle of you talking to somebody. It's going to, you're going to, it's going to come down to a war. It's already no. a war. Black it's men are dying. Not yet. Not yet. I've great. seen war. This is not war yet, but 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 oh, you keep on talking about war. putting people in place. It's been in a war, and black people are dying yeah. at the hands of Caucasians every day. And and sir, those are skirmishes. Okay those are skirmishes. This is not a full. We haven't seen tanks yet, 
We haven't seen helicopters. We haven't seen them. I've seen that. Hold on, hold on. Excuse yeah. me. I let everybody talk. This is just Civil War. Civil War doesn't oh, have to involve tanks or military equipment. Let me talk. Let me finish. Let me finish my thought before I forget it. I've seen domestic warfare up and close. I've seen tanks coming down my avenue. I've seen soldiers in 16, like it's Vietnam, walking down my block. I've seen shootouts where we had to run for cover between law enforcement and, 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 and a group of brothers that's standing up and they think violence is the answer. I've seen all of that. Right now, these are skirmishes. This is now for, you know, this is one group put, you know, keeping their foot down on another group that is trying to rise up. Now, what I am asking, what I'm asking is that if there's going to come a time, if uh, I, we did the whole civil rights thing, we did the whole full registration thing, we did the whole militant thing, we did the whole assimilation thing. Now this generation X, uh, uh, that were teenagers in the 90s, are saying, oh, no, we cannot do this. We tried to assimilate. We tried to live their lifestyle. We tried to go to their schools. We, we moved to the suburbs. We bought mansions and the white picket fences and the homes, uh, 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 Hell, uh, they even let us date, uh, uh, date their daughters now. You know, we did the whole integration thing. Has it worked? Or is it working? Or we need to come up with some other strategies. Violence is never the answer, ever. Mm-hmm. But it's and never. You know what else? I don't know about that. Let's look at Taiwan. Let's look at Taiwan. Taiwan got his freedom 20 years ago from war. Look at South 70, Africa. 70, they were beefing for 30, 40, 50 years. And they, they and, and before they got their freedom. Huh? Ken, you know what? Let me just tell you this. You know, Daryl and I are not from Texas. We're from Chicago. And we can tell you that it's civil war every day. You can't go downtown. You can't walk down the street. And it's not the police. It's the black folks killing black folks. And y'all already know that. It's called Chirac. And the reason why it is, is because it's war. And it ain't no tanks, because they don't have tanks. But they have guns, and they're killing our babies. They can't sit down and watch TV in their living room, because that fire is coming through their windows. That's why they call it Chirac. Try walking down the street in Chicago. That's war. I've been in war, too. Daryl has, too. We're both military people, so we've seen it. But we also know what civil war is, man. And we've seen it enough to know, to recognize it. And, it you, is. and you know what? It ain't nothing when you're driving down the street, somebody bust your window and snatch your, your purse out your car or get your grandma at gunpoint coming up her back door. But that don't mean that we need to segregate, though. It means that we need to bring this country together. It means that we all need to respect yes. each other. And white people need to understand that we contribute to this country like no other. And so we need our respect. Now, well, we understand. Built this country. We built what this the country. Bible says, is the righteous take it by force. The righteous take it by force. It also states that the evil uh, raises the richest 
for the righteous. And so who are you? Are you righteous or are you one of the evil ones? That's what we have to do. Well, you know what, and then that's where I, 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 I agree with you 100%, but that's where our movement, if you guys on this call know anything about us, if if uh, if, if Kenneth has told you he's the author of the Superior Power in Black America, you know, write this down and just check it out. Go to www.tspeople.com. Everything that you're talking about we should do for the African-American community, Daryl already has it set up. We just need the people. We need the people to help us because guess what? If we all, sorry, say it one more time. www. T as in time or the FIBA Superior Power in I'm Black. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm missing what you're saying. at the www. Okay, dot T as in Tom. Mm-hmm. S as in Sam. Mm-hmm. T as in Paul. Mm-hmm. I as in income, B as in boy, A as in apple, dot com, tspeedbuff.com. Y'all check that out. That That's the website where we've already gotten it together. It's inspired by a lot of things, but, man, it's where we're trying to get money together and get things together to let people know that we have that power. We spend $1.1 trillion. If we stop buying anything, if we stop for two days and not not spend money in this economy, period, and we, will we, will, we will get their attention. This other stuff is not going to get their attention. That's the war that we're fighting, guys. It's economic. It is not black or white. It is economic. Okay. Again, we black contribute contribute greatly. However, we're still letting our wealth enhance other people's lives and not our own. So as long as we don't have our base, then our riches is not going to benefit us. We don't build schools. We don't. We can't educate mm-hmm. each other. Right. I have a media platform. And you know what? The demographic situation, the demographic situation, if you look at the people that are being killed, the young men that are being killed, they're not in white middle class America or black middle class America. They are in our lower class neighborhoods. They are in areas where these doggone police officers and these attorneys and these judges know that they're underrepresented. But if we have representation for them, if we were able to help them some kind of way, if they knew, look, let me tell you, I told Daryl, I said, Daryl, what we need is instead of people just recording stuff, we need to have a hotline for attorneys or something like that. I've been a paralegal for 17 years. We need to have a hotline for attorneys and get get attorneys out there, people out there that's going to get that stuff, see what's going on, and get people out of that situation. And we need to be able to check this out. Malcolm, Malcolm said, Malcolm said, and all you get your freedom. How can you get your freedom from the people that enslave you? You have to take your disagreements and your complaints to the United Nations. That was Malcolm. Let me come at there. Malcolm said this is a human rights. That's when we will become a minority. Malcolm said this is a human rights issue, not exactly. a civil rights exactly. issue, not a race issue. This is a human rights issue. And that, that, that black folks, Malcolm said, black folks need to take the United States courts, not the United States courts, the United States government to the system. 
the system no. to uh, unite I felt I was not complete. You think we on the y'all yeah. uh, not let me? I let y'all talk. Y'all not let me finish the sentence. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, brother Ken. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to comment on that. The mm-hmm. Malcolm X comments, and for the brother and sisters who was from Chicago. Uh, I'm sure that they are aware of what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad did in terms of economic empowerment in America for black people, in terms of raising schools and educating our people and disciplining the FOI to uh, get out and secure the community on the human rights issue. And even you raised, you raised, you, you mentioned the Bible. If you look in the Bible, you can see a direct parallel between black folk and the children of Israel. What That's was correct. the divine solution for that God set forth for the children of Israel? He didn't say go and integrate with the Egyptians. He said get the hell out of there. With the Pharaoh <laughs> said let my people go. And they went to a land that they could call their own, and they set up a government, and they represented God and witness to the world. I think that is the ultimate destiny of black people in America because we have undergone 400 years of hell we are most qualified to bring about a change not only in America but in the world we need to get out of America America is ultimately going to be destroyed it's going to implode on itself we need to get up out of here that's you right about that that's, that's an interesting right about point that? That's a divine Colin, solution, separation. Uh, uh, we haven't heard from Colin. Why are you so quiet? Go ahead, Colin, jump uh, in. No, well, I'm listening, and I I I, I appreciate other people talking. Because <laughs> I have all you know, the people. Go ahead, man. You know, but, but he's saying, you know, but that was just, that was interesting. We need to get out of here and uh, go where? What? Well, the earth how belongs. Do, how do the we earth go? belongs. How do we go, and where are we going? Well, ultimately, we should retrace our our steps back. We should return to the islands, from the islands back to the motherland. The best part of the planet Earth is Africa. The European nations are waxing rich. Everything they own our mineral rights there. We have the Swedish. We we got your ticket. We have nothing there. No, that's not. Yes, we do. The black people still own the land. We are possession of the same time. Let's. Oh, oh, hey guys, we all can't okay. talk at the same time. Let's let's let somebody finish their thought, then you jump in, finish your thought with their support, then you jump in. Okay, we all cannot talk at the same time. Okay, remember uh, let's be respectful of each other. Go ahead, go ahead, um, go ahead, brother. Finish okay, Omar. Yeah, brother Omar. Okay, what I'm saying. Saying. Go ahead, brother. What? what? What what I'm saying is that the mineral resources of the planet, all European nations are subsisting off the resources in Africa. If the black man in America, with his expertise, his knowledge, his training, was to go back to Africa and help the Africans get control of the continent, we will wax supreme. It's a black it's a black and white thing. You may not think Africans it's a black and white thing. Yes, Africans they do. Africans don't want us. No, yes, they, they do. Not the ones that yes, I met. When, when they come over here, 
They look what they don't want. Right. When Africans come over here, they look down on us. And I asked a young boy about 25. I said, why, why? I mean, we're brothers. We're cousins. When you come over here, you why. why you look down on us? You know what he said? Yeah, because we have no can. unity, and, 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 and we have not on, been you. successful you to get out style. of that situation. That's what they think about tell you us why. around the world. That's what they think about us around the world. They think that we, you heard of sellouts. They think we all are sellouts. They think That's we right. all don't have no identity. You remember, you remember when Malcolm X, I mean, when Muhammad Ali fought George Foreman in Africa? Yeah. All the black folk loved Muhammad Ali because he had accepted his identity. He eliminated, he, he separated himself from the white man. He was no longer a flunky for the white folk. He represented black people. Where George Foreman was a Christian, he represented white America. They rejected him. And as long as we come representing white America and the American values, they're going to reject us. But if we come back trying to reclaim our own identity, that we are from Africa, we are African people, then they will accept us. Yes, we are. Yeah, that was the prime people. example. I do agree. But just what I need one favor from y'all. You know, we have a mystical religion on this panel, so let's keep the religion talk at a minimum to none because I don't want anybody offended. But I really want to do this again, but I don't want to piss anybody off because everybody got a passion about their belief and their religion. I respect that. Let's keep on the issues. Let's discuss the issue in the intellect manner. Okay? Langston, how you feel about that, brother? Uh, that's back into like the uh, Marcus Garvey type of thinking, which I understand where that's coming from, but it's not like Africa is just one place where we're all just part of the same tribe to even try to find that solution is, to me, kind of far-fetched at this point when we need to find unity within ourselves. When it comes just to skin tone or just where a person is from, they'll say, I'm from Jamaica, I'm from any other part, versus just I'm black or something of that nature. And to me, it just goes back to like Ralph Ellison once said, when I discover who I am, I'll be free. And I think it's a lot about self-discovery as a people is what we need. So I don't But how can we have this self-discovery? How can, and this I'll open it up to the whole panel. How can we have this self-discovery, uh, 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 get to know ourselves with people? Well, I, 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 and let me tell you that I have, I, I have talked this around a lot of black folks, and they don't want to hear it. They really don't want to hear it until there's something like this that occur two days in a row. Which you know, you got down. That's what's happening now. Huh? Everyone, when you're making you have no choice but but not to hear it now. You have to be conscious right. at this point because it doesn't just affect us. It's affecting the whole world. This is what That's I'm right. telling you. This That's is not just America. Important. You look at London. People are protesting over there. You look at That's different right. places. They realize this is not just black and white. Yes, it's falling on us because it's always falling on us. We're always a first. I mentioned I built this country. I ain't going nowhere. Exactly. Why should we have to go anywhere? We too much bloodshed have been here from your forefathers and my forefathers that helped build this country and this land. Why should I have to go anywhere? This I is my have to land. Go we should all be here. We should all be getting our piece of the pie instead of fighting for that no, one this slice. Is the first and that's what, land. that's what we need to. Uh, let me correct that, y'all. 
And black people right now are governing themselves. The Law Foundation of Islam has a government. It's called the Afro-Descendant Government. Our leader and teacher, Silas Muhammad, went to the U.N. to establish our identity because, believe it or not, we were not recognized in the U.N. They didn't know us. They said that, who are you talking about when he came there to represent black people in America? And he found out that, uh, we didn't have a place, so now we have a place, we have a name. That name was given to us by several other countries that were there and represented there, like Peru and uh, uh, Lima, Peru, what other ones, Omar? Um, South Americans, Central America and South America, they got together and named themselves African descendants, and we have established a government now. We have a president a vice president, we have a Congress, we have a House of Representatives, we have, uh, uh, what is it, the uh, legislative body, and the other is the, well, the Red Coast, the Supreme Court. We have those people now established. All we need is a our people to come in Start talking to one another. I understand that we got some issues from being here in America, but, but that's going to have to change. And, and it's just like the brother said, or someone said earlier, now that we're talking about these things, when these things happen, well, these things keep happening. We're in the ugly head. Now, if you want to come to uh, uh, some of our meetings, you can come to some of our meetings, you're all over, but you can go to MohammedSpeaksNews.com, and you can see some of the articles and what, what I'm talking about as a government that we're establishing. We want to be sovereign. We want to take care of our own. Our children need to be able to respect us. That's the reason why you have a Chirac, where you have the children don't know what to do, and they're trying to raise themselves or whatever. You know, but we need to change that paradigm because we have dropped the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Take take responsibility. We've dropped the ball there, and we need to go back. We need to start uh, uh, saying to our people that I'm sorry and and, and try to live our lives together with one another. That's that's my take on it. So. Hey, Fatima, can I take you back? Okay. Can I take you back, Fatima? You know what? I, I receive what you just said. I really do, and I'm going to look into it. Now, let me tell you something. Like like one of the other brothers said, you know, you try talking to people about the truth, and they don't want to hear it. You can feel how uncomfortable people get when they hear that. That is so uncomfortable for folk. But what I've done is people come into my home, and, and this was more recent, more further away from now. It wasn't as recent. A friend of mine sent me, a couple of videos, and um, it was called Hidden Colors. Mm-hmm. If you know anything yeah. about the Hidden Colors videos, it, it tells yeah. about African-American history. African history. And what African history. Brother Sarik makes that. Now tell me, brother, you say you you know something about that. Tell me, tell me. Uh, yes, that's with Tariq. Uh, I forgot his last name. And it has like three or four different parts to it, and it basically has a breakdown of the history of black people in America and before that. And it has just shown you how it has impacted all of us in different phases and like why we feel this way about ourselves. It's very enlightening, but a lot of the certain things I did know, certain things I didn't know, and just seeing how, like, even now, 
things are happening behind the scene that you don't even know about, and it's like, wow, you know, this is even happening. I don't want to go into everything because something can't be substantiated, like the organ transplants, different things like that. But it's showing you how a lot of the things go back to educating yourself, educating your people, educating the world, basically, on what we have. Yeah, the, something as simple the, the as have, you know? something as simple as the chains on the feet of the Statue mm-hmm. of Liberty. Mm-hmm. You know, and what, and what the Statue of Liberty actually first looked like, which yeah. was a totally different statue. It, yeah, it was the it, it was a black woman. It was exactly. a black woman for France, mm-hmm. not France. Uh, exactly. It was a black woman. It was a black slave. I, I know this story. From I France. haven't heard the story. So mm-hmm. It was a black woman. You know, and I know that much. And so told them the chain. They rejected. Pretty good. Mm. Good. Well, let me read this. Somebody brought up the issue that somebody brought up the issue that we should apologize. Apologize for what? I don't think that black folks that been maybe we should apologize for the last twenty, thirty years for all of us trying to live the so-called American way, but. for hundreds and hundreds of years, there have been African-Americans, Africans in America, trying to do right by us. A lot of us rejected, uh, and then there was uh, there was some of us that accepted. I think that, that, that it's a, it's a uh, live and learn. It's a live and learn. You try this strategy. If it doesn't work, you go to this strategy. When you find this strategy, that's going to work for the collective. Like the sister told me one time, six months ago, we cannot save everybody. We will not save everybody. But for those that we can save, as long as we can find the right strategy, whatever the strategy that may be, whatever strategy that may work, maybe it could work for the collective. Because everybody has a different perception on how to achieve freedom for the black man. When I say the black man, I'm talking about the whole entire race. The achievement uh, uh, and, and for the black man. The freedom for the black man. No matter what religion, no matter what gender, no matter what sexuality, no matter what uh, income level, we, to me, in my eyes, in my perception, we all in the same boat. And when I say all, I'm talking about black folk. And he says, why do you keep on concentrating on black folk, black folk? Well, that's my main focus because I'm a black man. And also, before we can sit at the table with other groups around the world, and like Dar always says, we got to make sure that we have our own stuff together, our own situation together. Are there going to be disagreements? Yes. Are there going to be uh, uh, debates? Yes. Are there going to be different levels of success? Yes. That's just human nature. But as long as, as a collective society, as a collective black society, we try to see the goal of freedom for the black man. Uh, economic prosperity, not progress, but prosperity for the black man. Education, appropriate education for the black man. Medical care for the black man. And anything else that, that we could think of. 
As long as we continue that, hey, then we can sit down at the world 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 table and demand what uh, and demand what we want to demand. How y'all feel about that? Hey Ken, guess what? Ken, I keep I'm on Facebook and I'm looking at these people that are that are pacing. They're putting these uh, you know those plastic pockets inside of their window where they're putting their driver license. Their insurance in a note that says, "I know my rights. I want my lawyer. My, I'm not. I'm not reaching for anything." I mean, they they are people are really taking this seriously, and they should. But they are really talking about pasting things on the driver's side of their window. How long is going to last? How long is going to last? Though I've seen this before. I've seen this before. Over and over and over again. When the when the music dies down, I'm gonna tell you, when the music dies down, everybody's gonna go back into their homes, everybody gonna go back to their jobs and worry about the daily living of their lifestyle. Everybody gonna go back to the club, everybody gonna go back to their worship place, everybody gonna go back to whatever they were doing prior to this. I'm saying to me, how long ago last? A week or two? We've seen this before. We've seen all these rallies and these protests. Matter of fact, personally, personally, I disagree with the rallies. All rallies do is just mess up your voice. You know, I disagree with the marches. All it does is wear down a good pair of shoes. Let me tell you about the Japanese. The Japanese are the only culture in the world that has two atomic, baby, I call them baby nuclear weapons, Two atomic bombs dropped on them. Two atomic bombs dropped on them. Did they rise up and march and beat their chest and say, Japanese power, Japanese power? No, they did. All the big OGs, all the big time in the ball went to the back room and planned and planned and planned. And they picked a strategy. They selected it and they kept with it. And one generation passed, the next generation took over. Planned. Implement, 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 and now you know it. They're the number one techno technology people in the world. Without shooting a gun, while marching, while rallies, while protests. Can I can I say something too? I want to. I just want to mention this to you. One more thing. They were showing a picture of Micah Johnson, and. Um, where he is now, and he has on his dashiki and his fist in the air, but then they show a picture of him as a Green Beret in the military. And it says that they they know that they deliberately blew him up with a bomb attached to a robot. So he goes and he fights for this country, right? And he learns how to blow people up and kill people. And he dies by the hand that he lived by. And that's how it goes. Well, that's how it goes. Something I'm seeing on Facebook right now, how Kevin Hart is saying that don't let the media force a race war. Many believe the government is responsible. And as I stroll down, I see breaking news says police officers shot in Georgia and outside St. Louis. There are no conditions. Right now they have protests in Georgia, so that's probably why that happened. So yeah, my I'm daughter's saying, in that protest. My daughter's in that protest. You know, my daughter's out in the street at the rally. You know, let's get back. Let's get back. Let's get back. 
how do you feel about, you know, how long this going to last? You know, how do you feel about that? Uh, uh, do, do, do you think this is going to this could be a continuation. It's gonna be ongoing. This gonna be like three, five, ten years down the road, or it's gonna be two weeks, and we're all gonna be back to what we was doing. Carlton. Well, this is what I've heard in the news that Kenneth. This is what I've heard in the news is that uh, something is supposed to jump off um, in through July, August, September. That, oh, July uh, to January, economic protest. Yeah, economic boycott. Well, I think that's great. Not, I think well, that's great. That, it's well, a strategy. Kenneth, Kenneth, let me finish, please. I was not, I'm not, not alluding yeah. to that. I'm alluding to this government and what they're planning on doing. That they're saying that it's not going to be an election, that uh, it will probably be martial law and that it's a lot of other things are going to take place. And this is kind of what they're getting ready for, that if they force us into some kind of confrontation, that we they will have to send the, you know, uh, armed guards and stuff to try to take over and martial law to occur. And this is when they're supposed people that don't want to do it, they're going to court them off to another direction, such as FEMA camps and what have you. And you've seen it when, when New Orleans popped off. This happened to a young brother that came here to Houston. He said that at the time they wouldn't let him go in a in a direction in which he was trying to go back to find his grandmother. And he said he had this uh, armed uh, military man pull a gun on him in his face and tell him, you can't go this way. You know, so this he country, had to ride his bike and, and try to find another way to go. This, stuff this country crazy. cannot stand divided. And our legislators and our governors and everybody already knows that. We cannot fight uh, opposition from outside of the country if we are being if we are destroying ourselves from within. So that is not going to happen. This will come to a head, and this will be uh, addressed. And we are not going to divide ourselves like that as a country. This is America. The thing about it is, what's going to, you got to remember, there are people outside, there are countries outside of America looking at us. And, and, and right now, there are That's allies. That's true, Monique. That is so true. And, and, and we always being looked at. And, and, but like I said, but like I said, but y'all start answering my question. How long do you think this is going to last? Is this going to be an ongoing situation, or is it going to be like everything else that we do? It's going to let, when the media uh, died down, when it died down, everybody just go back to their lives or whatnot, no matter I what. I think that what's going to mm-hmm. happen is I think, that there, I think that at some point, and see, we have a right to protest, we have a right to assemble, but I believe that at some point protests are going to stop because of this, and I believe that um, whether it's, for a good reason or a bad reason, whether black people just decide to stop or, be, or whether they force us in some way to stop, the protests are going to stop. Now, that's one thing because that does, you know, sometimes that invokes violence. So that that's, well, yeah, most of the time. But then you got another part of that. Tell them that we're in the game. You know, and we're not stopping. And, and nobody, right, nobody, nobody, is, nobody like is stopping. But what, what you're saying about the time frame, <clears throat> I believe that some things are going to be implemented so that this will stop to a certain degree. But I don't think that the police killing black men is going to stop. It hasn't stopped, like the brother said. It's it, it, it never it stopped. As long as, long, as long as we are participating in this system, we stand. See, when they look at us, 
remind them every day what they did to our culture. The way our culture you know what? is. Look, ask Mega Evers if it's going to stop. But they can't give me <laughs> if, 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 <laughs> Ask Mega Evers if it's going to stop. Ask Malcolm X if it's going to stop. And, 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 and dig up Martin Luther King and ask him if it's going to stop. And then while we at it, the little boy that just got suspended for school from for looking at a white woman, ask him how he feels about it. It's not going to stop. History continues to repeat itself just like styles go in and out. That's that's what's gonna happen. Lace it's it. gonna continue to repeat itself. Lace it. you're yeah. the youngest on this panel. Lance, you're the youngest on this panel, so I know that you are involved with a lot of young folks up in mm-hmm. New York. Uh, yes, that's um, uh, I hate to put this question to you, like you're gonna represent the whole, all the young folks in the United, all the black young folks in the United States of America. How are the millennials? And the Generation X's, which you're part of, the millennials and the Generation X, how are they perceiving what's going on? Where are they putting the blame on? What do most of them, what, what is being said among most millennials and Generation X's? I don't like to generalize because I can't represent everybody. I can only represent myself and what I hear, you know. But from what I see and what I encounter every day in the, the social work agency and areas of that nature, it's a lot of anger. It's a lot of sadness right now. I'm hearing a lot of young mothers basically crying. Like even going yeah. to work out here, I see people crying. And I'm thinking somebody had died in their family and they're crying because they're seeing this on TV happening every day, thinking about their young sons, thinking about their young daughters. You know, there was a daughter behind um, – when the one who was just killed in the car, I forgot his name at this point. Um, excuse me. <clears throat> Say his name one more time, please. Castillo. Yeah, Castillo. His young daughter, six years old, was behind that car because I looked at the film and was wondering why was she was so calm. His daughter was out there? I didn't know that. His daughter was, was, in, the back seat was, out there. was yeah. in the back seat of the car when that happened. But, uh, I didn't know that. Still I had, didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. While she was taping it, he was being killed, and you saw him take his basically his last breath, basically. And hey, uh, the guy had a gun pointed at him. Uh, we had to meet you. We had to come in on the next conversation. We got to make a run. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Daryl. All right. We love you Thank guys, you. Wow. man. And we want to know on the next behind it. Love you as well. Thank you very much. Okay. You're welcome. And take care. Take care, Monique, and everyone. And I was just saying, All right. on top of that, it's just a lot of anger, you know, a lot of anger, a lot of sadness about it. And, you know, people are very frustrated because it seems like we're going backwards instead of going forwards in some respects. But I also see people with a lot of hope, a lot of, a lot of people are coming from different places. That's what America is, is a big melting pot, especially in New York City. So when you say take this person out, take that person out, it's hard for me to say that. Because I'm seeing that's the biggest hope for this generation is that people are amongst each other with different races, different cultures, and they're seeing this happening to their friends. They're seeing this happening to another neighbor. This is a p- impacting everybody. That's what you hope, and that's what you hoping they grab onto, and realize this is just wrong, and that that's what I'm Carl, hoping that Carl, will make this thing go- continue. Carl, you, yeah. Carl, you mm. think it's go- it, you, Do you think it's hope, Carlton? Do I think it's going to lie? Yeah, do you think 
Do you think this outcry, this rallying and protesting and the hope that Langston was speaking, you think this is going to last or this just going to last for like a week or two? Well, you know, like you said, like protesting is, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. Like I said, everybody's here. Uh, we don't necessarily have to protest, and, and we need to take, uh, like I'm saying, we need to change us. You know what I'm saying? And we need to educate us in terms of um, what to expect when we're out. Because you know, I'm hearing a lot of good stuff about what we need to do as a people, but there's a lot of stuff that needs to happen before we can get to that point. You understand what I'm saying? Like we are divided. You know, the country mm-hmm. is divided. And 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 at the, I hate to say this, at the same time, it's unified by the, the fact that we are our citizens, so-called citizens of the United States of America, have certain, you know, are subjected to the laws of the country, et cetera, et cetera. But and we have always been divided here. And if you look at the history of this country, we've always been divided, black, white, Irish, Italian. We've always been divided. There have always been brutality uh, perpetrated on one group of people on another. That's that's exactly. that's always hurt here. Now will mm-hmm. will we change that attitude? Now that's a hard, that's a difficult question. Will we fight to to uh, change that? Because you, now you're talking about changing the mind and the heart of another man, one individual, two individuals. So we talk about groups of people, but all people don't have the same uh, thinking and the same feeling. Like all white people don't don't hate blacks. All white people don't think all African Americans are criminals and no lives and things like that. So, I mean, like, we have all these different diverse, I suppose you term diversity in this country. Like, it's, that's a very difficult difficult situation to navigate at, in its infancy. You understand what I'm saying? So, in the beginning, very difficult. So, that energy that we have now, we have to turn into uh, each one, teach one. I think since they, have, they uh, have some kind of process where they offer that type of information to, uh, to uh, African Americans, right? But I think everybody needs to be educated. We don't need we don't need just one group of people educated. Everybody needs to be educated in what is uh, in human rights, uh, what's really happening in the United States, and for the for the most part, people right now have to deal with that situation with the police now. Because now you know we out there, we out there now. We're wondering is are the police now more agitated? Are there a more heightened uh, presence? Do they have more heightened presence for violence? Is somebody else about to get shot because somebody's saying, I'd rather, I'd rather be uh, tried by 12 than carried by 6? I don't know if y'all ever heard that before. But mm-hmm. I understand that, you know, these, these, these police officers want to go home at the end of the day, but not at the expense of us. I understand that. And we have some people out here who, are very aggressive in their nature. They are, you know, we got to deal with those individuals who are trying to, as we say, chunk people in the neighborhood. They think that you have to make people afraid of you in order to do your job, well, which I don't think is the best way to deal with uh, pop- any population. Because fear eventually will cause a person to lash out on you. As we know, um, growing up, you can be so scared of somebody. Once I was a bully in school, he was a big guy, he was bullying me. So, it got to the point where I had to be, I beat this guy up. He was a built, but originally I wouldn't touch him. But he was messing with me, bullying me so much, I had to stand up to him. So people are going to find a way to stand up to things that are bigger than them, and whether it's right or wrong is not even the issue. It will happen. And, you know, we, we need to try to have uh, 
more positive means of dealing with our problems. We need to focus on everybody, which starts with, like I said in the beginning, starts with the individual. Mm-hmm. Heal you, heal the guy next to you, heal your neighbor, everybody, each one reach out, teach one, reach one, teach one, keep, keep that thing spread. It's good on we protest, protest over the presence, it gets us on the news, the world news, and things like that, so there's not, nothing all wrong with protesting. I know you don't like protesting, walking down the street protesting, but it kind of brings attention to your issue. And in this case, it's bringing world attention to the, uh, our plight here in this country. Exactly. So, I don't know. Also brings I, I trouble. Know. Huh? Be already in trouble. Also brings trouble. Okay. And take a yeah. verse, you know, yeah. to teach a child. You ain't lying about yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, so we, we, we're, we're coming up. We're running out of time. What I want to do, I want to go around everybody, start with Brother Omar, then Fatima, then Langston. We finish up with Carlton uh, about the finish up with your, um, with your feelings about what's going on, what we need to do, and, and just move just move the mic along. All right, start with you, Brother table. Omar. Okay. Just, 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 just sum up what you were saying, because we're about to end, 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 the, end the show. Just sum up what you, you, you're saying, and then we'll just keep going. Yes, sir. Basically, I want to, um, you know, just ask for your support. As Sister Fatima pointed out, you know, the Lost Foundation of Islam has started a government from ground zero. And we do recognize that it's the size of a mustard seed at this point. Jesus had a parable about the mustard seed. We, you may not be in the frame of mind to want to leave America, but just like those Jews who support the state of Israel and stay in America, you can support the idea of an independent black government a nation that you can call your own. You can be a Christian. You can be a Buddhist. You can be a Muslim. It's not based on religion. It's based on black people who have suffered through the slavery diaspora taking control of their self-determined nation and their own identity. Thanks for having me on the call. Thanks. You're welcome. Fatima, it's your turn. Okay, yes, sir. Um... Basically, you know, just to reiterate, you know, some of the same things that the brother just said, uh, uh, we need to have our own, and every community just about has its own thing. This is why you have black people uh, feeling like they're being oppressed because they don't have their own, and they are trying to assimilate and, and deal with people that has told them that, you know, we're all in this together. But when it comes down to the pie, you only get a small percentage of the pie. But I'm saying that, of course, you guys said the numbers on here earlier. In terms of what we have as a people, you know, trillions of dollars among us, which we, if we just get together, we can do those things in which we want you know, asking other people to do for us can do it for ourselves. Um, you know, food, clothes, and shelter is what we should be focusing on, and, and I think that we can do it. I believe in us, 
against black people. I'm not I'm not doubting us. Like, you know, a lot of people say, well, we can't do this. We have to have them and this and that. I, that's that's a myth, and, and we need to dispel those myths. So that's what I have to offer to you guys. And uh, learn about Mr. Solace Muhammad. He's a man. A lot of people don't know about him, but uh, Google him. And, and read his letter that he wrote to uh, Obama, the Congress, and the Pope of Rome. It's very powerful. I think that's why a lot of stuff is going on now. I think Langston. Uh, I just want to thank you, uh, Kenneth, for having me on the show. I appreciate it as well. I just want to thank Brother Omar, Sister Fatima, as well as Brother Carlton. I listened to every one of your points, and I definitely understood, I feel like, where you're coming from. And just basically, I just, I just, um, I just want to say I have family, I have friends of within the police department and different races, and the role that we're going down is not the best role to make that next step. I think like this has to be a catalyst for change for everybody on an individual basis as well as a group basis, and it's not going to happen overnight because these problems didn't happen overnight. These problems are centuries old, but to get to where we want to, it has to take a change from within and a change for each other. And we, like you said before, we also have to make sure we have our house straightened as a people before you can change everything else. I understand that, but you also have to realize this house is made up of different people, different races and everything else at the same time. So, good. Thank you. Carlton? Yeah, well, to reiterate what I was saying before, you know, like, you know, my theme is each one, each one. It starts at the individual level. You know, we have to change uh, who we are. We have to raise the bar, the moral, ethical bar that we have for how we live. Who we are should be defined by our moral and ethics. At, at whatever point we become into our own economics, we do not want to practice Economics in a way that oppresses. We don't want to. We don't want to. We don't want to move up by keeping somebody else down. We don't want to repeat or duplicate what the oppressor has done. We don't want to become the oppressor in expressing economics. We want to serve the people, truly serve the people. That should be our goal: to for the betterment of the people, each individual, family, community, and as brother saying, no matter what nationality you are, whoever you are. You get what you need, not one percent having um, half the wealth of the of the, of the, of, the, of the planet. You understand what I'm saying? That's not going to work. You know, exactly. all that people. If it was a hundred people on a, on an island and one guy had half of the food, what would you do? Okay. You know what I'm saying? What well, would you do? Yeah. Okay. Well, first of all. Um, I'm a little different from everyone, as a couple of people may know. Um, there is not going to be a positive outcome from any of this. Things are going to get worse before they get better. But we have to make it better for ourselves. We have to stop relying. The whole problem is that rely on the United States government too much. We had to start thinking for ourselves. We had to become producers. We had to, you know, implement policies among ourselves. But to get there, 
you know, we do have to spread the word. Now, the thing is, what type of strategy we're going to select? Now, we already did the marches for years. Every time we're going, we got to march. We did the rallies for years. I mean, I participated in so many rallies, I don't even remember half of them. But the thing we have to go, what type of strategy that we're going to select as a people, as a people that is not going to rely on them to help us to get where we have to go. Until we come up with a strategy, whatever the decision is made, it could be a violent strategy or it could be a passive strategy. But we have to come up with a strategy that we have not tried before historically. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I thank you for coming on the show at the last minute, but I hope that people will hear heed to our words through the conversation and try to make a better for us. See, I'm not worried about white folks. I'm not worried about any other group but my group. I'm sorry to be selfish as that, but... That's the only thing we. Uh, that's the only way we're going to succeed. Any culture in history, that's the only way they succeeded was to worry about themselves. So I like to say good night to everyone. And I am not going to. I usually play music, but I'm not in the music mood. But I will thank you, say Bob. I am because we are. Thank you. We are because I am. And thank you, everybody for coming on, and I will be talking with everybody in the near future. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you. you. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Good night.